0: june 7 2020 jesus heals 10 lepers luke 17. let me pray before we begin lord we do thank you and praise you that you've opened your word to us today that you've shown us the way of salvation that you've been merciful and gracious to us lord forgive us of our sin of being not grateful not thankful as we ought to be and should be Give us a heart, Lord, I pray, for you and for your word. Give us grace to be totally obedient in word and in deed, I pray and ask you. Bless your lesson today, your material today. Your word today may be helpful to the hearers, I pray. Through Christ, I pray these things. Today's lesson is entitled, Jesus Heals Ten Lepers. Christ attracted crowds wherever he went. Some came seeking knowledge, some miracles, some came for food. But some needed inner healing or salvation. Today's lesson is about ten lepers who sought the Lord for healing. These lepers lived separated lives, usually in colonies as a form of exile or quarantine, since leprosy could spread. They were unfit for regular community life and worship. These lepers apparently heard that Christ could perform miracles and hoped that he would perform one for them. Today's lesson in a sentence is, Christ healed ten lepers, but saved one who had faith in him. Today's lesson could be on thankfulness, which it is partially. The scripture says we should thank our God and Savior for events of life, whether they be good or bad. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. Do you want to be in God's will Well, one way is to be thankful. That is His will, regardless of circumstances. Today's material is in Luke 17, uh, chapter 17, verses 11 through 19, which we'll read. "Now Now it happened as He went to Jerusalem that He passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as He entered a certain village, there met Him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was, as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice, glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten, not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were uh, there are not any found who returned to give God glory except his foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Looking at the first series of verses in today's lesson, which is entitled, Infirmity Leads to Desperate Cries to Christ for Mercy. That's verses 11 through 13. we focus our attention there. Uh, by this time, as mentioned, Christ has a reputation. The reputation has spread by His miraculous healing, which gave hope to the hopeless. Uh, and Then verse 11, uh, it says, now it happened. It did not just happen. Did it just happen, or was it the will of God, or was it part of God's plan? In last week's lesson, Christ said that I must needs go through Samaria. And that obviously was not always the case. So he could but this time so he could witness to and win the woman at the well, if you recall that, and he also won many others to himself by virtue of I must needs go through Samaria. Then uh, so I believe that he knew that he would meet ten lepers by going this direction. He was headed to Jerusalem, but made sure he went through this little community, a certain village. Uh, He knew he had to go through, not a village, but this village, to see the ten lepers. There he met ten lepers who stood afar off. Leprosy was a death sentence on those who had it. They knew they were to keep their distance from others. If they came near other people, they were to cry out, unclean, unclean, to warn others of their presence. They were not to come near other people, but they were required to stand afar off. Dear friends, we all have the death sentence of sin on us, and we were standing afar off from the Lord because of our sin had separated us from our God and Savior. An unforgiven sinner is in exactly the same place, standing afar off and separated from God as these lepers. Uh, then in verse 13, he lifted up their voices, and I say in unison. I don't think there's anybody in that group that didn't want to say the same thing. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When we have the death sentence on you, when we have the death sentence on you, you have no other place to go. They called him master. They acknowledges That acknowledges his authority and it also acknowledges their willingness to submit to his authority. He must be the master and Lord or he is not really God at all. <clears throat> we become our gods if we refuse to let him be our Lord and our master. They know no one could help them except Christ. Peter, at one point, the Lord said to Peter, Are you going to leave me also? Peter said, Well, Lord, where else are we going to go? We don't have any hope at all but you. And that's where we are today, my friends. We don't have any hope but Christ alone. Christ and Christ alone is our only hope. The lepers realized this also. They had nowhere else to turn, nowhere else to go. Their hope was in Christ alone. They did not weakly cry out. They were desperate. Christ hears desperate sinners. I think maybe that's the reason sometimes we're not having as many prayers answered as we want answered. I think maybe we're just not desperate enough. Maybe I'm not desperate enough. But nonetheless, the Lord hears desperate sinners. They did not... Um, they did not say heal our disease. They said have mercy on us. To me, that emphasizes the point that the Lord knows what you need is even before you cry out. And He knew what they needed. They just wanted His mercy. They cried out for His mercy. We just need your mercy and grace. He knows how to apply the mercy and grace without our direction, so to speak. Then in the next series of verses, which is 14 through 16 in chapter 17, Healing leads to a greater, a grateful heart for what Christ has done. Verse 14, it's, the verse says, When he saw them, they were vocal and made sure he heard them. When he saw them, they were vocal and made sure that he heard them. The Lord is going to hear us when we cry out for him in desperation. We also must be important in our quest, not... And um, knock, seek, and 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 put uh, <laughs> blank. Uh, ask, knock, and seek. The Lord intends for us that that those words have a uh, continuous tense to them. Not that I'm the Greek authority, but they have a continuous. Keep on knocking. Keep on seeking. Keep on asking. That's the that's the implication. Be importunate, and so that's what the Lord wants us to do: to be importunate and to be. uh, continually in desperation determined to hear from him and I think that's what we got to do my friend um, uh, there was an example of this a couple of them in the scriptures that I think is good one fellow had a neighbor some people came from out of town to visit him he didn't have any bread and he went to his friend and knocked on his door late at night and the guy said I ain't going to that door Uh, (laughs) I let him knock but after a while, the guy kept on knocking. He said, "This guy's going to knock all night and keep me from going to sleep. I don't go give him the bread." So he got up and gave him the bread. That's importunate. Continue. That's the Lord. That's the Lord's instruction. Continue to ask. Uh, then the, there's a widow that came to the king. The story, uh, parable of, of a widow that came to the king, and the king said, "If I don't grant this widow's request, to her, she is not going to leave me alone." Well, the Lord doesn't have that attitude about us that I have to do. I have to go ahead and do this because you're going to, they're going to leave me alone. But the Lord doesn't mind doing things. Uh, the Lord said that would would you would um, would uh, somebody ask of him? Would uh, if you ask of your natural father? Would he give, give you a serpent? Uh, no. And so he said, I'm much more kind and loving than that. So continue to ask. Continue to seek. Continue to knock. Then, um, after they um, continued to cry out to him, the Lord said, um, Go and show yourself to the priest. Well, if they still have leprosy and they went to see the priest, their condition would not have changed, and so they could not have gotten the um, clean bill of health. So why would they be willing to go to the priest? Well, the first thing the Lord told them to go to the priest for, because it was a law. At that time, the law was still that you go to the priest and you... Um, be pronounced clean um, Christ is saying that I came, came not to destroy the law but to fulfill it I think another thing might be that I think he realized that I'm going to tell them to go see the priest and if they say well hey I'm not healed what am I going to see the priest about he had recognized that they didn't have faith to obey him so that may be another part of it but anyway he came not to destroy the law but to fulfill it the priest had to issue a certificate saying that you were healed to enter back into society. Also, this could be, this event going to the priest this is happening, Could going to the priest and uh, asking for the certificate saying you've been healed and telling them who healed you would have been a witness to the priest uh, and to whatever authorities it might be, but it'd be a witness to the power and the authority of Jesus Christ, not only to forgive sins, but that's not what he did here yet but uh, to heal sicknesses. My friends, we were, all un- we were all unclean due to our sin nature, all of us. In the love of sin, but we must see the great high priest who alone can pronounce us clean. Jesus Christ is the only one that can pronounce me clean and you clean. As we come to him confessing our sins and casting all our faith upon him, trusting him fully. Only Christ can pronounce us clean and take away our sin debt and remove the death sentence that hangs over every unforgiven sinner. Um, and, And then this is the next, this is really, I think, quite interesting, I think, anyway. As they went, they were cleansed. Once before, he had spoke to a man that had leprosy. He spoke to the man that had leprosy and he spoke to him and cleansed him immediately. But this time, he did not heal them immediately, but he sent them he sent them to the priest and they were healed as they went they had had to have faith to go or they would not have been healed I think they demonstrated some faith in my opinion that they they were not that they were willing to go and uh, as I said earlier if they were not healed there would be no need to go to the priest except that's what the Lord told them to do so they obeyed. They had to have faith to go or they would not have been healed. <clears throat> they had no evidence whatsoever that they were healed at that point. They didn't have any evidence they were healed. But the Lord told them to go to the priest. And, uh, and they were not healed until they obeyed. Neither can we have our needs met without obedience. They were healed as they were going. Christ's demand to us is to obey without, without evidence he didn't say he he going to give us any evidence and then I'm going to let you obey he said I want you to obey first and I'll give the evidence as we obey we will see God's evidence and Christ's evidence of um, being obedient only the requirement is to obey first Hebrews says, faith is substance, and that's exactly right. We have to just trust what the Lord says, regardless of circumstances, and go on and obey Him. This thing of uh, they were healed as they they weren't healed until they were going reminds me of Naaman, the Syrian army commander, that Elisha... Elijah, he went to Elisha about being healed and, he, and Elisha didn't even come to the door just sent word to him he was indignant about that I think here I am great Syrian army commander and the man won't even come to the door <laughs> but anyway Elisha told him sent word to him to go dip seven times in the Jordan River well that even provoked him some more he protested that the waters of Syria were better than this dirty Jordan River uh, but uh, it wouldn't do him any good to go back to Syria and get in the other waters he had the command to go to the Jordan or the command to obey first once he obeyed things would work so he went to the Jordan River reluctantly I think was he healed when he when he dipped six times in the water? Uh, no, he was not healed until he completely <laughs> obeyed. When he dipped the seventh time in that water, he came up and his skin was new, and. Uh we are not going to be healed folks we're not going to have our needs met we're not going to see the things we want to see in our lives and other people's lives until we completely obey now that's not easy sometimes but that's what the Lord says obey, trust and obey the old song is, it's a great song for there is no other way to be sure Uh, other commands other commands that the Lord has given to us is that we love our enemies we pray for those that persecute us we leave revenge to the Lord, and of course the first and greatest, well, I wouldn't say the first and greatest command, but as far as believers are concerned, um, the first and greatest command is to love the Lord with God, God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and your neighbor as yourself, but a command as far as salvation is concerned, for sure, is repent and believe then verse 15 one of them when he saw on the way now one of them on the way down to the priest when he saw he was healed return apparently he did not go to the priest go on to the priest he just knew he was healed and he said he'd turn around and go back part of that could have possibly been i don't know but i think it i think it, the truth of the matter is i'm going to come to him in a second but he was not a jew he was a um, samaritan so maybe the priest thing was not as important to him. I'm not sure about that. That's speculation. But anyway, uh, what was important to him, what was most urgent to him, I believe, is that he had a desire to go to the one who had healed him and thank him for miraculously healing him. And when he came back, he came back to Jesus Christ, and he, with a loud voice, he made known to all, with a loud voice, he cried out with a loud voice, he made known to all around who had healed him he was not ashamed of christ he was so happy and excited he could not contain himself you've seen believers that way young believers that way i'm sorry to say old believers not always that way but that's the way we should be he glorified god who had healed him Uh, he knew i think that he knew that christ was god only god he knew that only god could heal and so Uh, heal him and so therefore I think he knew that Christ was God he fell down there on his face at Christ's feet in extreme reverence he fell on his face at Christ's feet that's extreme reverence and thankfulness that he was touched by the Savior then the Lord then it says in that verse 16 he was a Samaritan well uh one time before, Christ talking to a group of people said, you know, wasn't there so many uh, uh, lepers, lepers in the days? I'm not sure what days that was now, but anyway, he said, but you know, only one that was healed was that uh, foreigner. And uh, he was a Samaritan. He was, a, he was an outsider. He was not who Christ, uh, he was not God's people that Christ came to came to. He was Samaritan. And you know, I'm sure, they were half-breeds. And they were hated by the Jews because they were half-breeds. They often went around Samari- Samaria to go up to Galilee because they didn't want to go through the place. And that's why when Christ said, I must need to go through Samaria, and that's why that was a little bit unusual. Because they didn't really like to have any contact with Samaritans at all. They despised them. Sometimes I think maybe we have the wrong attitude about it. Uh, mixed race people and it's not always pleasant for me. I'll just confess it and tell it like it is. But I think maybe we need to maybe re- rethink that a little bit. But anyway, but uh, they had no association with Jews. However, nine jews had an association with this Samaritan. And uh, why was that? Because they had something in common, the leprosy. Commonality, oftentimes. Most of the time, it breaks down barriers. I know every once in a while, I might see a, a, a black person, and he's riding a motorcycle. I used to ride motorcycles a lot, and I love motorcycles, still do. And uh, But anyway, uh, I go over and start talking to them. You know, we just have the best relationship. Now, if I went over and started talking to them about race or something like that, or civil rights or something like that, then may not go as well. But anyway, we had a commonality. They had a commonality in their leprosy. And uh, so commonality breaks down barriers. The Word says, however, as far as he was a Samaritan. Well, let's see what else the Word has to say about outsiders. Uh, the Word says that out of, the Lord says, out of every tongue and creed, God has respect to those people that fear him. You remember Rahab the harlot in Jericho? Uh, well, what, what happened to Rahab? Uh, she came back and became in the line of Christ. It's unbelievable. What mercy! What grace! What benefits to believing and trusting in Jesus Christ alone. And in His, I believe she saw into the future. Not knowing Christ, but she knew that God was a real God, and so she trusted in Him. And because of that, she hid the spies, as you know, and ended up being in the line of Christ. Then Ruth the Moabite was also in the line of Christ. So there's two outsiders that are in the line of christ quite remarkable and uh, the lord has respect to people that fear him and regardless of nationality god is more concerned that we honor him than our nationality he uses those who fear him and obey then this third section of verses faith uh, leads to a greater salvation in Christ. That's 17 through 19. In verse 17 Christ said were well, they not 10 cleansed? Well the answer is yes they were. Nine were Jews apparently so they may have thought that just going to the priest is more important to get that certificate that you're being clean, so they can go back into society. That was the most important thing getting that certificate so they can go back into their communities. That was the most important thing to them, perhaps, speculation. Then he says, Christ says, where are the nine? The expectation was that they should be thankful and grateful. The Jews were not, the nine Jews were not as grateful to Christ uh, as they should be, and they got physical healing only, but they missed out on spiritual healing, the healing that lasts for eternity. God, I really think, and I've seen this before. In fact, if you look over in Romans chapter 1, you'll see this. That God says that he gave them up because they were not grateful and not thankful. God gave them up to a reprobate mind. So being thankful and grateful uh, is just right. It's proper. That's what we ought to do. Uh, But, uh, you know, it's just what we ought to do. But people that refuse to do that subject themselves to the possibility of being given over to a reprobate mind. Well, you don't know good from evil. You don't know right from wrong. That's a fearful situation in my opinion. I personally think it's the height uh, of lack of respect for for our God, for Him, and appreciation for what He has wrought for us from a human standpoint, and also spiritually. If we are forgiven, then why aren't we grateful? We must be. This, folks, is not optional. We've got to be grateful. If we're not grateful enough, tell the Lord, help me to be grateful, Lord. Help me to be more appreciative and thankful and grateful to you. You deserve, Lord, every heartbeat I've got. Every hope of eternity is tied up in you in Jesus Christ your Son. and Let him come to that cross. Let him come to this earth and let him suffer. And Lord, God himself came down and dwelt with man and humbled himself in the humbleness we know nothing of. Don't understand it, it's so great. But he came down here and lived among us and brought our salvation. And he became the Lamb of God, slain from the foundation of the world without spot or blemish. Went to that horrible cross laid His life down here for us. that We might know Him. We might have eternal life and have forgiveness of sins. We have to be grateful. That is not optional. We have to be grateful. Then verse 18 says that none, none return except this foreigner. The Lord says none return except this foreigner. That was not His people. He was a foreigner. He was a foreigner. He came to His own, the scriptures say, and they received Him not. Then another time, this is a very, very touching to me, and it shows, I think, the tenderness and the love and the compassion of Christ. that He says, you know, I don't, I don't delight in the death of the wicked. And you know, when he wept over Jerusalem, he wept over Jerusalem, he said, How off, O Jerusalem, uh, O Jerusalem, how off would I have taken you under my wing, but you would not. Uh, you see that, brokenness of the Lord there that He cares so much about people. Help us to grasp this, Lord. How much You love us. How great Your love is. I think we're kind of about halfway ignorant about half the time. Forgive us, Lord, I pray. Arise and go your way. Uh, Verse 19, He says to the uh, Samaritan, Arise and go your way. Faith, your faith has made you whole or well. And uh, He got a He got, the the Samaritan got, he got physical healing from the leprosy, but he also got spiritual healing. And that spiritual healing, that leprosy was just good for a lifetime, but the spiritual healing was good for eternity. Christ alone, faith in Christ alone is our only way of salvation. And trusting in Him alone and His finished work on that cross. Thank you, Lord. Then a couple of points we might consider. We are all... Disease. We are all diseased and separated from God by our sin. All of us are just exactly where the lepers were as we come to Christ. Then number two, Christ's expectation, I think, is that we do be thankful, that we be thankful and grateful. I think He totally expects that. And I think He totally deserves it. And Lord, give us grace to be that way. Then the third thing I'd say about today's lesson, only the great high priest, Jesus Christ, can make us clean for eternity, and wipe away that uh, sin debt that we have, and make us right with Himself through His own shed blood. And I hope that uh, today's lesson has not um, it has been rather something that is beneficial, helpful. Make you to reconsider things about your own life. Reconsider what the Word of God has to say about a whole lot of things. And I hope that uh, the Word, the Lord, would use His Word Day uh, to perfect uh, to affect us to perfect us and cause us to be the very image of Jesus Christ in this world. May we pray. Lord, we do pray. We do thank you for your word. Lord, I just have to tell you that, Lord, I think I get the most out of the lesson probably of anybody. Uh, but I hope somebody got something. I hope we help somebody today. I hope your word helps somebody. Your word is not going to return void, you said. And I pray you'll bless your word today as it goes forth. Thank you for Joe Kynes and for his work in the class, for the members of the class, for their kindness and love for one another. Just thank you, Lord, that you love first loved us because we didn't first love you. And I pray, Lord, that you'll bless us and give us your heart and your mind and forgive us of our sins today. And bless your word as it goes forth, I pray, and ask it through Christ's name. And just for Christ's sake, I pray. Amen.